Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder, as well as head of technology at Office Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Tech People. This is your host, Ken speaking. And today I'm delighted to be talking about culture and people, which as you may know, is something we're very passionate about at Apps Talent. We believe this is the key to customer success. When you go above and beyond for your people, that will be mirrored to your customers. I especially enjoy hearing about other people's experiences and thoughts on this topic. And thus, I'm very happy to welcome Wen Kortron, who is the Director of Customer Support at Agiloft. He will talk to us about how he has built culture in his organization, including some of the challenges he's faced and overcome. To learn more, let's welcome Ren. Hey, Ken. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being able to come on this wonderful podcast and talk about probably the most important thing about running a department as far as I'm concerned. Completely agree. And it's my pleasure, Ren. And we're looking forward to our chat. But before we get into it, let's learn a bit about more about you. Could you give us a bit of background? Yeah, of course. Again, my name is Ryan Catrone. I currently am the director of support for Agileoft, which is a, a contract lifecycle management company based out of California. I've been working in support for my entire career. I started as a technician working uh, at the college I graduated from and doing everything from telecommunications to working for small, fast rising companies, Datto, which is a BCDR company, for example. I've worked for, you know, really large companies, really small companies and have just gotten to really get a, a good feel for like what works in departments and and what is important. And honestly, that's one of the things that we connected about is, you know, the importance of taking care of people as the core of any of those experiences that taking care of your people has got to be the most important thing. Cool. Actually, there when you mentioned different sizes of organizations, have your preference preference in terms of, you know, do you like do you prefer smaller companies, larger companies, in between? I like to move fast. I like to, you know, be in places where I can have a lot of impact and, you know, okay. make choices that we're like, we can do things a little bit faster. So middle size to smaller companies is my preference. Cause once you get up to a certain size, it's really not scalable to be able to do that anymore. Yeah. It does get more difficult with the politics and with the bureaucracy and processes, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And in relation to, okay. So culture and people, I mean, it means different things to different people. So. I think the first thing I'd like to ask you is, what does it mean to you? So I think that culture is is something you can build anywhere. You know, you can build a culture in your neighborhood. You can build your culture among your close friends. And a culture is basically what you put forward and what sort of things that you hold important. Those are the things that are your culture. So if what is important to you is, you know, making sure that people are comfortable and making sure that people are, you know, happy and treated with respect and that, you know, they can actually making sure that their success is important. That's the culture, right? If those are what's important to you and those are the things you impress upon other people, that's your culture. If you focus on, you know, only focusing on what you can get out of people and being very, you know, only numbers focused and not really treating people as people, but being treating people as, a way of producing 
that's your culture. And for me, it's, I think it's really important that you do the former, not the latter. If you give people an opportunity to do their best work and to be able to grow and do the things that they want to do in their life and in their career, you will make them successful by cherishing those things. Brilliant, man. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So, I mean, you've been in a few organizations. Obviously, you've experienced, I mean, many different cultures. Could you maybe share some of the challenges you faced in I suppose, in building the culture and and also maybe maintaining that culture? For sure. I think it's a give and a take. So there are a lot of, in order to invite people into a culture from a lot of different backgrounds, you have to be willing to learn and willing to give space and willing to understand where people are coming from and who they are. You know, I'm Hispanic, I'm a member of the LGBTQIA community, but even still, my backgrounds only represent a really small percentage of all of the experiences in the world. And so being able to welcome people as they are and make them feel welcome, but at the same time, knowing where things are unacceptable and knowing like where you have to put a hard line so that people can be themselves without hindering other people or stopping other people from being themselves, if that makes sense, right? Right. And that's, I think it's really challenging to do that because, you know, you have to be able to identify where that is and where that line is. And you have to be willing to not negotiate on where that line is. And how do you, you know, how do you manage with, obviously, you've got the company culture and then you're at the same time, you're building that culture within the team. How do you manage that? I mean, is it, are you kind of maintaining the company culture or are you kind of also building your own culture within that? I think it's important to have both. I think a company should have a, an overall culture. And at Agileoft, we do our, we have our HR department work super overtime to make sure that like there's big events, even like we're all remote. So there are online events that people can go to where they can like come and play games together and, you know, do like tournaments or like we have ERG groups where, you know, women tech have a group. The LGBTQIA community has a group. So like you can go and meet with other people and enjoy time and to share things that are important to you. And on a company level, that's so important. But within a department, each department has their own goals and they have their own things that they have to do and they have their own challenges. And so being able to create a culture that fits the job that you're doing and the challenges that you're facing is also super important. Like I've never met a sales organization that had the same culture as a support organization. And that's important that they're different, but I think that they all cultures should be focused on taking care of their people. Because regardless of what you're doing, you know, at the end of the day, the customer that you're serving or the organizations that you're serving, the people that you're helping are the most important thing. And so if you take care of your people and you make sure they have the best tools, process, and procedures, and that you treat them with respect and dignity, all that's going to trickle down to an amazing experience for your customers. And that, that has been true every place that I've worked where that's been the focus, that's been the outcome. And in the organizations where that hasn't been the focus, the outcomes were negative. It did not make for a great customer experience. And you could draw a direct line from one to the other. Some good points there, actually. You know, when you go and join that organization first, for example, I mean, how do you assess, go about assessing the culture that you're taking on uh, within the team? And two, how do you go about changing that or bringing your own, your own culture into that team? So I think that there's a number of like, you look for red flags. And right. I think anyone who's gone from one organization to another, they, they know what to look for with the red flags. I know, you know, one that's actually come a little bit cliche in tech support is, 
oh, but we're a family. You know, that's always for me, that's a red flag because that, that kind of tells me it's like, yes, you're a family. So when you're off time, make sure you're coming and spending time with us. You make sacrifices for family. Family can be such a loaded thing. And an organization shouldn't be trying to pose themselves as your family. Like they should support you. They should help make sure you have the things that you need. Yeah. But it's a job, not a family. But I think in any organization, it's about like, you need to understand and like getting to the bottom of like, what is important to this company and like going in and asking, you know, people in different departments. So like, what's important in your department? Like what's important when I am, you know, in my one-on-ones, are they just sitting me down and going through a bunch of numbers? Are they asking me, how am I doing? How is my job going? What are my challenges? And like, those are the little, the places where you can start to see the cracks. If you don't get one-on-ones, that is the biggest red flag because that means that they're not investing in your time at all, really. Okay. Uh, very good point. Really good point. And then how do you then go about putting your own culture on, on the team? How do you approach that? I think a lot of it's repetition. I think it's hiring oh. people that, and I try in my interviews, I try to make it very clear, like, this is the culture that you're coming into. These are the things that are important to us. This is how that would benefit you. Right. And like when people step out of line or, you know, people are doing things that really don't fit into culture, like there's ways that you can like just continue to iterate with them and and try to like show that's important and try to make them feel like they're a part of the culture. But and not everyone has to buy in. Like there are some people that, you know, they want to come in, they want to like punch the clock, do their job, they do a good job and they're like, all right, I'm out of here. And that's OK. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, so I think people who are like, you can't force your culture on everyone, but everyone can benefit from the culture that you create. And I think that's the more important side. And if people are benefiting from it and people are happy, then they just naturally buy in or they don't. But I think that's the best way. It's a good, it's, uh, you know, I mean, I like it. Um, but you mentioned there about people not buying in. And that's a good point. It's okay not to buy in. But at what stage does it become where they, they become difficult? And they're completely actually breaking the culture of the team. And you need to, what do you, how do you address that? Or have you come across that? I mean, there are definitely situations where that's happened. And like the biggest problem is, is at what level does it become a problematic? And really, like the culture I try to build, like anything that would outright break the culture of the team, that's at a level where it's probably an HR issue. And so that's the area where we would go down is like, you know, Obviously, like going through and speaking to them and, you know, giving me an opportunity to change. But like, really, like if someone's just like, yeah, well, I just kind of do my job. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you, you, you have to go out of your way to be kind of mean and difficult and, yes. you know, causing active problems for other people. And that's creating a hostile work environment, which that is something that through a normal HR process should be able to be coached out or taken care of. Yeah. Uh, and how much, I mean, have you ever gone into a place where the kind of the culture is kind of toxic from the top? You know, it's really just bad culture. And what did you do if, if that did happen to you? I mean, for sure. I think that's probably one of the reasons why culture is so important to me as mm-hmm. a leader now is because I've worked in a number of places where the cultures have been very hostile and wow. toxic. And when you're newer in your career, it's harder to be able to make those changes. I think it's important to know what hills are worth dying on. So like, 
there are things that I just was not willing to put up with and I was not willing to be okay with. And I would stand my ground and go to my management and say, hey, this is not acceptable. We need to expect better. And there are situations where I, you know, out of self-preservation, allowed things to happen and for me to be treated in certain ways that I didn't necessarily, I would not put up with now. But I think everyone who's newer in their careers knows what those things are. But like, if anything, I did teach me a lot of what not to do. And it did show me a lot of things that I knew, okay, when I leave here, when I go to my next role, when I find something else, I'm not going to be working at a place where it is like this again. Right. It was a big learning experience being there. And I think that, and this is something that even like when I'm talking to my technicians, even sometimes in one-on-one where someone talks about, you know, bad work environments they've come from, I'll commiserate with them. I'll tell them, you know, I know exactly what that's like. I've absolutely been there. And I will remind them and reassure them that the reason why we do things the way we do them is because we've been there. We've been in those positions. We've seen those things happen. And it's why we at Agiloft, we in support are so passionate about not putting people in those situations. Yeah, so true. I did actually, you know, that's some great experience you shared there. But if somebody was joining a company, is there any pointers that you would suggest to them to check out first or to learn a bit more about the company culture before joining that organization? Sometimes I know it's difficult until you get into the organization to actually really get a feel for it. But is there any pointers with things that you'd watch out for before joining a company? I mean, first, you know, there's a lot of places where you can come in and read reviews on companies, right? You can go to Glassdoor, you can look on Google, you can look at reviews and just kind of get a feel for it. It doesn't tell you the whole story, but it tells you more than you have going in, which is nothing, right? Ask questions during interviews. And when you walk into an interview, you're not the only person being interviewed. You were interviewing that company. You were trying to figure out if that company is a fit for you. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And tell me, how do you see, I mean, going forward in the future, how do you see the whole company culture evolving? I can hope, I guess. So I know (laughs) recently, and we talked about this, Forrester in the Forrester report for 2020 for support has come out and said that companies that don't invest in their agent's experience will suffer. And that's always been the case. Like any place that doesn't invest in making sure that their technicians are having a good experience in their work and have work that is consistently, I mean, positive is not necessarily the word I want to look for, but satisfying, you know, reasonable are the words I'd rather use. Then they will leave. They will find a place where they can go, where they can be successful. And so I'm hoping with like big reports like that finally coming out and saying that these are the things that we need that as a whole industry, we need to focus on. I really hope that companies take that to heart. Most importantly, I hope that people that are in negative situations, that are working for places that are hostile, that are experiencing those those really negative job experiences are looking for other jobs and finding places that are succeeding. Because if places that are out there that are creating really good experiences are hiring good talent and hiring the talent that is coming from these negative places, it's just going to continue to make those negative places bleed talent. And then eventually they're going to have to change. And so I hope that's how that goes. It's staff attrition, isn't it? It's all about staff attrition, retention, knowledge. It's so important. And you can see it very quickly. If uh, the numbers are going up, uh, there's not only a good reason for it, uh, why people leave. 
Actually, would you mind sharing maybe some, you may you touched on it earlier in the podcast, but some examples of solutions in terms of, you know, investing in people and building that culture? Sure. I think, honestly, you know, building an honest report with your technicians is the number one thing. And having a report where I, I try to, t- every time I we bring someone on, I try to make sure that they understand that, you know, they're here to do a job and they are here to, you know, if they come in, they learn the job and they do a good job when they are ready to do whatever their next steps are, whether it's within support or let's say, you know, there's another department at Agileoff that they're interested in going to. I know we have a great implementation team that a couple of our technicians have wanted to go over to. I tell them all the same thing. I'm like, look, like when you're ready to take that step to another place in your career, whether it's in support or not, we want to be your biggest cheerleaders. You have been out there advocating for us as a department and advocating for our team and for our customers. So when it's time for you to grow, we're going to be the advocate for you and making sure that customer that, that your team has the opportunity to go back and you know go into training, use some of your training funds to be able to get them training in things that they uh, they would not otherwise be able to learn. Make sure that you know you help them find opportunities that they may not know. A, a technician of ours is actually interested in working in data science. And we've had a very small data science team that's slowly been going. But the moment I realized they were interested in that, I was like, well, you're doing a great job. Let me reach out to this person that runs this other department. Let me talk to them today. I'll have them schedule a meeting with you. And like very immediately, very actively getting involved there. Because like telling them at the beginning, you know, that you'll do those things is great and all. But like if you keep their interest at the top of your mind and you're showing them, hey, this is something that made me think of you. What do you think? And like bringing those things to them and making your department really run around your team. That's what's going to build that and make it work. Because it's it's about making sure that your leaders and that you as a leader are constantly driving towards trying to make things better for your team. Because that's your job. That's your responsibility. If you are in leadership and that is not your responsibility, then whose is it? That's a great. Love it. And some really great tips there. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for coming on the show today. If people would like to get in touch with you, what would be the best way? Sure. LinkedIn is probably great. Ren, like the bird, W-R-E-N, Catron, C-O-T-R-O-N-E. Just go ahead and, link, and message me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place to get a hold of me, actually. So if you need anything... If you're interested in learning more about Agileoft and what we're doing in support and how we're trying to build the best customer experience, as well as some of the best experience for our technicians possible, let me know if you would want to chat about how to make changes in your department or, or in your industry. I'm more than happy to help pass whatever I can. We can only make our industry the best we can if we all invest our time and hearts in it. Amazing. Love it. Thank you so much, Ryan. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you again, Ken, for reaching out and getting me involved in this. It's been great. My pleasure. Pleasure.